How many products does your business offer today? Is that number two, a hundred, a thousand, five hundred thousand? The number is less important than the specific elements of that collection of offerings and the subgroups and the total group we offer the market. Just as not every market is a good market for you and not every customer is a good customer for you, not every product that you could or do offer is a good product for you. So today, our conversation is product rationalization. Hi, my name is Becky Morgan, and you're listening to my podcast series, Finish Strong. This series is designed to help manufacturers think strategically to work on their business, not in their business. A cliche, perhaps, but one that we all need to pay attention to. Those of you that are contract manufacturers may think this conversation doesn't apply to you, but it does indeed, because there are customers you have that are good customers in good markets, but every product that they want you to make for them is not necessarily a good one for you to accept. So give these concepts some thinking also. First and foremost, you have a business strategy. You have a go-to-market strategy. You have industries that you want to serve and that you're good at serving. So how does the product mix fit into that? You have an image. You have a brand. How does the product mix fit into that? Let's say that right now you have products A through J, and later this year you'll be introducing K and L to the market. Should you just add those, or should those replace some of the offerings you already have? Well, there is no always true for everybody answer to that question. And you certainly can't just assume we'll keep adding because as you keep adding, you're adding complexity, you're potentially adding confusion in the market, and you may do nothing more than cannibalize your own sales. As always, one of the key questions is how will we measure success? And very few companies can measure it by the number of products that they offer. It's way more likely to be return on assets or percentage of market share. So what are you trying to do? Is it an aggressive offering? Is it a defensive offering? Sometimes salespeople will tell us we can't drop a product because it fills out the product offering. No, we don't sell many, but every now and then, We get a new potential customer because we offer it. Well, that doesn't make it a good product strategy. So we can't offer everything just because somebody someday might want it, and that might open up a sales opportunity. If the new product comes out, how many sales of prior products will it cannibalize? In most cases, the answer is non-zero. In most cases, a new product that comes out we'll take orders from existing customers that would have bought something else from us instead. The question is how much cannibalization and of what? If that cannibalization is 2%, maybe you think we should keep all the existing products. If it's 75%, maybe we shouldn't keep any of the existing products. These are the kinds of questions that product management answer but they can't answer them alone. 
Supply chain needs to help the organization understand the complexity, what is easy, what is difficult, what is fast, what is reliable, what is manageable, and what is extremely complex to manage. We need insights from manufacturing on just how much complexity it can conveniently handle and handle effectively, and how much is adding to the risk of poor quality, of confusion, etc. We need to understand the relationships of the various products and how they fit into our overall brand in terms of quality or positioning, in terms of strategic decisions as market shifts are occurring. So just like we did with customers and we think what makes a good customer, we need to ask ourselves what makes a good product for our business? What helps us more successfully help our customers be successful? If we can't answer that question, we've got some homework to do. Your product offerings are not just for your convenience. They're for providing value to the market and helping your customers succeed. For each one of your products, do you understand the role that it plays in fulfilling that mission? Overall, a product strategy, overall product rationalization, and individual product-by-product product rationalization. Yes, you'll get rid of some profitable ones, and yes, you'll keep some ones that are barely on the fringe. But those need to be strategic decisions and not decisions of convenience. As strategic leaders, ask your teams to give you a summary of the various product groups we offer with their strategic explanation of how each one better serves the market. Not what it does, not the function it offers, but how it makes our customers more competitive in their markets. That's why they work with us, and that's what our products must deliver. As leaders, we of course think we already know the answers to these questions, but we probably don't, and even if we do, we better make sure the rest of the organization is aligned as making the kinds of decisions that best fit our strategic profile. The worlds our customers live in are changing just as fast or faster than the worlds we live in. So what provided them competitive advantage yesterday might not today and certainly won't tomorrow. The product mix that we offer has to reflect that. Ask for recommendations on which products stay and which products go. Leaving your product offerings untouched and just adding to it is not a good long-term strategy. You may need to eliminate 60 to 70% of the products you offer to get back to being a simple business focused on delivering competitive advantage to the customers. Or you may need to add and significantly increase the number of products you offer for that same reason. There is no simple answer. Today's the day. We need to start smart, keep working on it, execute, and as always, finish strong.